Hey, it's Callie again from Conversations with Callie. Um, I just wanted to quickly thank everybody for the support that I had in my last episode. When I was putting it out there, I wasn't very proud of it. I wasn't very excited to listen to it or to share it with people. But I'm so happy that you guys liked my episode and I'm so happy that you guys like to listen to me literally just spew loads of stuff out. Um, so just thank you so much for the support, for the shares, for the constructive criticism, for everything that I can work on or that I've done well in the podcast. I really, really appreciate it. It was a very difficult podcast for me to record last week, just simply because of some of the unforeseen circumstances, but also because it was such a close topic to my heart. So I really, really appreciate it. But anyway, moving on. This week's podcast is about being a woman in modern day society. Today we're going to be speaking about some of the obstacles that women face, some of the stuff that women have faced over the years, and we're going to get in some voice notes and a written also response from people, from women, powerful women, that are telling us about their experiences or what they believe being a woman in modern day society is. Um... Some of these voice notes are going to be given out a bit weirdly just because I don't know how to work some of this anchor stuff and I don't know how to put voice notes on WhatsApp or Facebook or Snapchat into the actual kind of link. So I'm going to be putting the phone to the microphone and kind of doing it that way. And I'm sorry if it comes out really bad. I really apologise. If it comes too bad, I'll probably re-record this whole thing. But I really hope you enjoyed this podcast episode. So... um. I'm also just going to add a little bit of a content warning and a trigger warning, just because maybe I might say some stuff that would trigger you in this episode, just because being a woman in modern day society does entail some very horrific things. But I won't be going too deep into anything like that, I promise you. I don't want it to be that kind of podcast today. It, that's not the that's not the whole meaning behind this podcast. The whole meaning behind this podcast today is just to open up some women's eyes, along with men's eyes, who do listen to my podcast. And just for them to kind of understand what a lot of women have gone through. And I kind of wanted to hear some other people's opinions on what they think being a woman in modern day society is. Because I don't think I've got it all correct. I don't think I've got it all right. And I don't think I know the whole thing around what being a woman in modern day society is. So it is quite nice to hear other people's opinions and other people's input on the say, on the matter. So... I am just going to list off some things that women go for on a daily basis. It isn't a massive list of things. It's quite a small list of things. But these are kind of things that you go through on a day-to-day basis. And things I know that a lot of women have experienced. For example, being sexualized unprovoked. A lot of us do go through times when they're walking down the road and you've got a top on that kind of maybe a little bit more revealing and you have men wondering guys or you go into you have a skirt on and it may be a little bit too high or not even a little bit too high but they think it's a little bit too high and you get men looking at you in a certain way and just carrying out your menial tasks can make you feel like it's sexualized it's stuff that women and men do on a day-to-day basis become more sexualized just because you are a woman other stuff like being catcalled. I know a lot of women do experience being catcalled. I know that I've experienced being catcalled. 
and along because we're talking about experiences I can kind of recall an experience when I was walking to one of my close friends house I think I was about 16 at the time and I was in a jumper and I was in a coat and I was in some jeans and I wasn't dressed like over the top I literally was just wearing normal everyday clothes because I was 16 at the time it was a weekday first of all and I just was going to see my friend I wasn't going to a party or anything and a man stopped his car and kind of like whistled out the window and I kind of felt a bit uncomfortable but I had my earphones in so I was gonna ignore it but then he kind of like pulled up and he was a bit like how old are you and I was like I'm sick I was either 15 or 16 I was quite young at the time and I was like I was 15 16 and I felt obligated to like speak to him I felt obligated to have a conversation with him just because I thought if I'm nice enough to him he'll leave me alone I didn't like step really close to the car I was still like very much close to the houses and he was like in the car in the pavement and I did kind of look around and see where I could run if I really needed to run and he was still like saying I look good and everything like that and I'm like I'm in a jumper and a coat and jeans like I need to be left alone and he kind of was just like have you got a boyfriend and the kind of thing I said was yeah I've got a man (laughs) I didn't have a boyfriend at the time but I was like yeah I've got a boyfriend and he didn't still didn't leave me alone he still persisted to go on but I kind of rang my friend and was like oh hello and I kind of just carried on walking and acted like I didn't know who he was and I thankfully got away from that situation, but that's kind of what I mean. Walking down the street and somebody says, oh, you look good today. Like, things being said to you unprovoked and just being catcalled by wearing the simplest things that you don't even need to be catcalled for. Um, Also, being addressed by men in a detogatory way. I can't say that word. I apologise so much. I can't say detogatory sometimes, but... I, this came to my mind the other day because I was watching Snapchat, like I was just clicking through my stories on Snapchat and I came across somebody's Snapchat I rarely ever look at, like um, somebody who goes to my Snapchats and I just watch the close friends that I have or some people that interest me, like in my subscriptions and he was referring to women as females. And it kind of bothered me a little bit. I was like, why are you calling us female? To me, female feels like you're calling me a, like an animal. Like, oh, that's a female chicken or a female dog or a female sheep. That's kind of how I see female. When you like, when you write out formal letters and you're filling out little formal slips and you have to put a female or male or whatever. And um, that's kind of how I saw it. And I think it was just because of the context he was using it in, because he was kind of bashing women a little bit. And then he kind of was calling us you females. And that kind of made me feel a bit uncomfortable. But it's not just being called female, because that's my kind of personal personal preference. And some people don't mind being called a female. But kind of stuff like you, you're serving somebody at a bar, and they're like, can I have a drink, hon? Like that kind of thing. And it's a man. And they're like, can I have a drink, hon? Or can I have a drink, love? That kind of thing. Like, you don't have to call me love. My name's Callie. Like, just call me Callie or any other kind of name. Just call me by my name or something that's not making me feel a bit weird. Like, you don't have to call me love. You barely know me, mate. Like, that's kind of how... <laughs> that's kind of how I see it. Um, stuff like men feeling entitled to talk about women's issues and their actions cons- constantly. I keep saying consistently. Constantly. Um... Just like when men feel the need to have a comment on what your job is. Like, I'm an average user of Twitter, Tumblr, Instagram, Snapchat, Facebook, 
all that kind of stuff. I use social media a lot. I'm a big social media, like, addict kind of thing. And it's mostly on Twitter because I do use Twitter a lot to just look up, like, what their main topics are now. And a lot of the time I see a lot of men having opinions on what we should and we shouldn't be, should and shouldn't be doing. For example, OnlyFans, a lot of girls do OnlyFans. And to me, I don't care. Do what you want to do. If you're making that bank, make that bank. You know, If you're using your body how you think you want to use it, it's your body. At the end of the day, do what you want to do. And um, a lot of men feel the need to say, oh, if you're doing OnlyFans, you're not going to make a great wife. Oh, if you're doing OnlyFans, you're not going to be a great mom. Oh, you can't use your body. Oh, I am the one, men are the ones who pay for this, but you can't do it anyway, even though you're building a job off men's needs and pleasures. You know what I mean? It's kind of like OnlyFans isn't also just that people put body positivity stuff on there. Like I follow an Instagram person and she just posts pictures of like herself in a bikini, but obviously she's showing off her stretch marks and stuff like that. And she just does it so she can make money on the app. And I feel like a lot of men feel entitled to talk about what we can do, what we can and can't do. And we can all, like, if you think about the stuff like abortion, like men saying, oh, you can't have abortion, they're killing the child. I'm not going to go into that big thing because that's that's a big, deep topic that I don't want to go into in this podcast episode because it could go on forever and ever and ever and ever and I'm a very opinionated person on them kind of thing. So if that is a podcast that you want to hear about, then that's fine, but it probably will be not controversial, but a lot of people may not agree with some things that I have to say. But anyway, men just having a say on what we do and if you kind of want to open up that a little tiny bit more I think sometimes women at the same time women want to please men sometimes so they act like they're agreeing with the man even though they're stupid and it's not the girl's stupid but the men's opinion is stupid and you don't even need to tell me your opinion but sometimes women kind of forget all that they are to please men's ideals of us and please whatever men want to think about us and that's kind of a big thing with society as well this to this day people want to oh, I'm so sorry for that background sound I'm recorded at like a peak time for people to be trafficking and it's just not trafficking having traffic so it's just a lot but anyway um yeah women sometimes want to kind of wash out all their morals from men and that's a big thing that we can also speak about maybe another top topic of a podcast but yeah, that I'm as I said, men feeling entitled to talk about women's issues and their actions constantly, and um, being blamed for things that shouldn't have been blamed on them. Just stuff like, um, you wear a low cut top, so you was asking for it, that kind of stuff. And I'm not going to go too deep into that because that could be a really big trigger for some people. So I don't want to upset people because I still want them to enjoy my podcast, even though that is something that women go through on a day to day basis. I did kind of just want to not talk about that kind of too much just in case it does trigger people. And I'm sorry if you've already been triggered. I really didn't mean it. We love you. I love you. Hi. <laughs> but, yeah. um, Yeah, that was all I mean, really. And there was one thing I was thinking about earlier. Like, when men for a long time was like, we need to touch your hips to get past you at the bar. I've never, ever seen a man touch another man's hips to get past you when you're in the way just tell me excuse me that's another thing what I'm being like men feel entitled to talk to do stuff you feel entitled to touch my hips because I'm a woman but then if you was walking past a man you wouldn't be doing that you wouldn't just 
oh, excuse me, love, and touch his hips and get past him, would you? You'd say, oh, excuse me, and then you would, like, go around him as much as you possibly can. So that's kind of what I mean by feeling entitled to do stuff. But I'm just going to quickly tell you what I think being a woman in modern-day society is. And you're happy. I'm happy for you guys to agree with me. That's perfectly fine. But this is kind of how I see it. And after this, we'll go into other people's voice notes and other people's um, written out, like, written out paragraphs to me. And I'll kind of speak about what I think of their experiences after, just so that I can have people's opinions of, like, powerful people. But I think... Being a woman in modern day society means having to endure constant scrutiny, whatever you do, always having to be careful carrying out the most menial tasks to ensure you aren't in danger or that you can't be judged. Having to work twice as hard in every job you do just so you can't, so just so you can get ahead in life. Being a woman in modern day society is men having meetings about what you can do with your body and your opinion doesn't matter because you're not in charge of your own body in their eyes. But I also think being a woman in modern day society is how you make it. You can ultimately choose what kind of woman you want to be. You can choose if you want to let the things you should have never happened to you take over your life. And you can choose not to choose between a child and a career. As long as you are strong enough in yourself as a woman, you can ultimately be the kind of woman you want to be. Not taking out of account that there are obstacles that we endure on a day-to-day basis, but you cannot choose to listen to the misogynist views that society seems to depend on a lot in the, a lot of the times these days and become your own woman that you would be proud of when you was a little child, possibly looking for someone to look up to. So that kind of meant just you... The, you have to choose sometimes between a career and a childhood. You can't have a career if you have a child, or you're going to be set back if you have a child. A lot of men don't. A lot of men don't think having a child means you have to choose between your career and your childhood, and that is something that you, a woman, has to kind of think of. Also, men having meetings. A lot of the people that are in power are men, so they have meetings of the laws against abortion. Like when I don't know if it was Texas something, and they had a they were trying to make a, a ban against abortion and stuff like that. Um, so that's what I mean by men having interview like meetings about what you can and can't do with your your body and what you can and can't do with what your what you own. I own my own body. So if I want to go and get an abortion, I will go and get an abortion. If I want to go and wear this low cut top, I will go and make that, wear that low cut top. That's kind of what I mean. Or in schools, when you used to wear like certain times when you used to wear rips in your trousers or your skirt used to be a little bit above your neck, knee. Oh, don't do that a lot. It's going to distract the men. That's kind of what I mean. And then you go to your head teacher when he's a man. That's what I, that's kind of, there's so many different ways you can put that sentence. But my last little sentence about um, you can um, become your own woman that you would be proud of when you was little, child, possibly looking for someone to look up to. Like, how I think about myself now is I want to be the woman that when I was younger, I wanted to look out for. When I was younger, I needed some, I want to be the person that when I was younger, I needed someone like me. That's kind of what I want to go into working with troubled children just because I was a naughty little kid for some while and I want to be the woman that I wish had tapped me on the shoulder when I was little and like just do this do that this is how you can get over it it's not going to be always you're not going to always be this little angry girl you're not always going to be wishing and wondering why you can't get a relationship why you can't get a man all this kind of stuff it's going to get better and it's still not it's still not fantastic now for me I'm still going through a lot but 
I wish I want to eventually become that woman that I can look at a child and tell them, oh, it's going to get better. It's going to get better. And that's who I want to be. And I think that's what women ultimately can be. We can forget everybody's opinions, forget everybody else. It's what you want to be. It's not about society. Even though there's obviously so many obstacles that you have to go through, especially being a woman of colour sometimes. There's so much stuff you have to endure and there's so much stuff that could happen. But in the end of the day, whatever you find that makes you happy is the woman that you can be. If you want to do that kind of job, if you want to do OnlyFans and that makes you happy, that's okay. Because that's the woman that you want to be. And that's kind of what woman you can be in modern day society. But there is so many other connotations of being a woman in modern day society. And that kind of leads me on to all these voice notes that I have. So I'm going to, I'm not going to say no names. First of all, there's no names involved in this. I'm just going to play voice notes. I'm going to play um, kind of different little things. And I'll talk about their experiences after. So someone has sent me, it's hard being a woman in modern day society. I have three children and work full-time nights because of childcare. It's hard juggling, juggling a full-time job and trying to be successful, progressing in a career and trying to be a good mum to my children and often feeling like I'm failing. I often feel powerless as I'm currently living in a situation where I'm trying to keep my children in a two-parent household for the sake of my children, but suffering from mental domestic abuse daily because I'm trying to do the right thing for my children. Ultimately, we're in a toxic relationship slash situation and knowing that the right thing to do isn't the easiest thing to do, hence feeling less powerful and scared. So this woman is clearly going for a big thing. And that is, it, it kind of... When I read it, I kind of felt very taken aback by it because having to work so hard and then having to deal with such this mental exhaustion when you go home and having to deal with this mental, like you go to work and it's mentally draining or you have to deal with other people, you have to deal with this, you have to deal with that. And then you go home and some people want it to be their safe haven. But then you have to go home to this other mental draining, toxic situation at home. And then you just kind of have to keep up some kind of a facade for your children. And that's what a lot of women have to do. They go through so much, but because they have children, they kind of have to put up a mask and be happy. Be happy, mommy. Oh, mommy loves you, but she doesn't love herself right now. That's kind of what you have to go through on a day-to-day basis. And that's why that kind of, it stuck with me so much because this woman is doing so much and she's doing so much for her family and she's doing so much for everyone around her. But, and then at the same time, it can set such a toll on you. And even at times, you know what you can do to make things right and you know that you could leave this toxic situation and you could take your children with you and you probably would be in a better place. But you as a woman have to think about your children at the same time. And that's why so many women go through so much stuff because they have to... um think about everybody else when you have children the woman no longer thinks about that thinks about themselves has to think about their child but a lot of men sometimes when they have children they don't also always have to think about them, the child they can have a kid and still go to work the next week do you know what I mean they can still do this the next week while the woman's recovering and that's kind of what being a woman in modern day society ultimately is most of the time and that's all I can really say about that one but I have another voice note. I'm just going to get that up for us so that I can play it for you guys. This is another voice note from one of my friends. And this is what she said. Being a woman in modern day society, I feel like 
with everything and every generation and every, you know, there's ups and there's downs and there's pros and there's cons. But I feel like, if anything, I feel more confident. This year has been very hard for a lot of people. And you thought, you know, from this year, you've either lost weight, gained weight, lost money, made more money. And I'm in the gained more weight section. Like, I've always been a big girl, but it's obviously something that I've struggled with, you know, owning that I'm a big girl and, you know, rocking my clothes with confidence. I mean... I'm not the most edgiest dresser, but I sometimes will wear provocative things. But a lot of the time you'll catch me wearing either a coat or a bag or something that can block out my stomach or anything that looks awkward. Naturally, obviously, everybody does that. But I was really insecure about it. Um, And I feel like this year, everybody's been more on social media and more on, you know building body positivity and I've definitely felt also empowered to the point I have so much confidence now like I know that I'm a bad chick and I feel that way no matter what I'm wearing and I'm just ever so more confident now than I was two three years ago you know and that's something that I do love about this you know modern society is the platforms that we do have to use and when we do use it in the right way the power and the effect it can have onto people that is what i love about being a woman in modern day society so that voice note also really stuck with me because i have never been a skinny girl i've never been a skinny girl i've always been a little bit more filled out than other girls if you want to put it that way and for many years I hated it and if you looked at all the old pictures I ever have I used to tuck in the back of my top and leave out the front of my top because that would hide my belly and through lockdown I gained a lot of weight and I hated myself for it my face got really big my everything just got really big my arms got really big I've always been somebody who's very self-conscious of my arms so I I own a flipping a lot of coats a lot of coats I own so that is just because I can't go out of my house without wearing a coat and when I was younger I used to get really really hot and I used to wear big coats because I couldn't afford myself to buy little coats and to wear little jackets and now that's why I have so many jackets now because I like to keep myself kind of covered up and now I do feel a lot more confident and as that woman did say she said that she feels like modern day society has helped her with more confidence just because of how much more body positivity that is out and I also very much agree some of the Instagram influencers that I have followed over the time of lockdown have really helped my body positivity and it's kind of like a quote of a deal not it wasn't the other day it was at the start of lockdown and it said unfollow everybody on your Instagram Facebook Twitter Tumblr anything follow anybody that you hold yourself up against so I unfollowed so many different girls that I felt like I had compared myself to and I filled my timeline more with 
body positivity people, people who did have a bit of a chubby stomach and who were flaunting it. And now I feel like I flaunt it a lot more. I'm wearing a lot more revealing clothes. But I think that what really helped me was when I got my tattoo. I got a tattoo of my dragon in between my breasts. I did. And it was a very, like, a whoa tattoo kind of thing. But it made me feel so much more comfortable about myself because my dragon is sitting on top of my belly. And to show off my dragon a little bit, it kind of goes down to the little bit of the middle of my belly. And you kind of... When you see my belly, you see the dragon and it draws attention to it. And the fact that I wanted to draw attention to my belly was so shocking to me. But it's made me feel so much better about myself. But I've also been in a healthy journey a little bit recently. And even that has made me feel better about myself. I'm not working out because working out is too much for me. <laughs> I'm going to die of being up to out of breath but I've just been take slack I'm taking a little bit of a step back from fizzy pop and stuff like that and I don't think you people understand how much your influence affects you when I see people I don't use even use the word fat anymore like that has changed my life in general just not using the word fat I'm not fat I'm just got a bit of a belly and that's okay because like this year last year was so hard and it was and I think and what I gained from that experience was a belly and I always had a belly but I got a bit more of a belly and that's fine and if you can love yourself for that then I think that is the most amazing thing you can do as a woman to love yourself in all your flaws to love your stretch marks to love your freckles to love your belly to love your little bit of a bingo wing if you have one to love your lips if they're not as full as everybody else to your ears if they're too big that that's a that's the one thing you can do as a woman is love yourself and I've said I say it like this if you love yourself you attract people who love you you're attract you attract to the energy you give off if I'm giving energy of loving myself and knowing that I'm a bad bit then people are going to love me for that and that's kind of what and that's why recently I have became more confident with stuff like recently I've been going through a little bit of a relationship stress and it's not really a relationship but boy stress and I know I love myself I know I'm a bad bee that's all I know is I'm a bad bee I'm not ready for nobody to not treat me as a bad bee and that's all I know so that is what I have built over this holiday is um, over not holiday over this whole COVID and this pandemic is I've built the fact that I know I'm bad I know I'm good I know I have a really clean heart so I know that if they're not giving me back what I want what I'm giving them then I don't need that in my life because I love myself enough to spend time with myself I love myself enough just to sit in my bedroom and watch films on myself I love myself enough not to lead a man's attention and I'm not saying a man's attention is not needed because sometimes I want a little bit of manly love you know people want that but I've what being a woman in this kind of society in my generation is having them influencers who express positive body positivity and I do want to be somebody who expresses body positivity I have a bit of a belly I do I can't wear low-rise jeans my belly goes over them I do sometimes wear jackets to cover myself but I've become more open with myself and that's what this good woman has showed me as well this quarantine and this pandemic has helped me and this girl and probably many other women to love themselves because you had to spend so much time with yourself and that's how I see it okay let's get into another voice note I just wanted to quickly say that I appreciate every voice note that you gave me I know it's been a bit of a bother recently having to um do this anchor thing and trying to get this the kind of episodes the kind of 
voice note on there to get in the episode. And I do think that Anchor has not let me put some voice notes in this and I really apologize if I missed any of your voice notes but I really appreciate that you guys tried to give me the voice notes but I'm just going to try work with what I can get right now but let's listen to this one for me being a modern woman is just about pressure and guilt um the illusion that we have equal opportunities so therefore we should be achieving things which might be male-oriented goals when actually we still are women we are often the primary nurturers we're wired biologically to be better at that job so then if we have families we feel guilty for letting go of our careers and not keeping up with the non-nurturing roles um but then if we do that we feel guilty that we're not fulfilling our nurturing role if we don't have the opportunity to nurture and be mothers then we might feel guilty about that and the pressure to succeed in all those areas plus like the the perception that we should be um uh, attractive for men and the pressures of um body image um and keeping up in that arena the perception that it's it's shameful to be emotional or that women are emotional and trying to be against that so then you feel a pressure to manage your emotions in a completely regulated way <clears throat> all these goals and external expectations and it is impossible to fulfill all of those areas you have to let some go we are not robots but that's that's difficult and then the other bit is the fact that on paper legally we are supposed to have equal rights and be treated with equal respect to men but actually the prejudice the um sexism that still is there the strong stereotypes um the inequality of power but because in law and in all our employment regulations it's not supposed to exist it's almost like we have to deal with it without a voice as if we're imagining those difficulties being there um i actually really agree with everything that that woman has said um i really agreed with the part where she said that on paper we were meant to have equal rights but there's a lot of things that we don't have equal rights in. And I also agree with the part where she said um, that we are, the fact that we have jobs that are called male-orientated jobs. Um, I read a little bit of an article the other day and it says that how many women are less likely to get into a managerial role in, in like some like companies to become like CEOs and stuff like that. And I think it's just crazy to me how that can even happen that some roles like we women orientated jobs and men orientated jobs like the men orientated jobs are like police officers and firefighters and being CEOs and stuff like that and then the women orientated jobs are being nurses or being um childminders and stuff like that and it's and then seeing a woman or seeing a man in them kind of jobs shocks people. Like when I first, even when I was even younger I thought the same kind of way like when I first met 
my first male dance teacher. It shouldn't have been a man in dance teaching. Who teaches, who teaches ballet? What man teaches me ballet? Because I only ever had female dance teachers, even though I had, um, I mean, taking dance for so many years. I didn't have a male dance teacher until I went into high school. And then even when I went into high school, I saw a lot of the men in school, or the boys in school, acting like it was weird for a man being in there. And I remember a lot of the friends that I had as boy that were boys, they were kind of saying, oh, why is there a man dance teacher? Should only be girls, stuff like that. And it was crazy to me because I just saw him as a great dance teacher. He taught me a lot of stuff that I really have taken with me. So, yeah, I, I 100% agree with a lot of the stuff that that girl, that woman was saying, and I really appreciate that voice note. Okay, let's listen to another voice note. For me, being a woman in modern-day society is an illusion. We live in a first-world country, so we we have access to things that a lot of women do not and we have the powers to be able to do a lot of things that other women cannot and even we as women in a first world country still don't have the full access that men do and if that happens to us as women in a first world country then think about what is happening to women in other countries that are not as modern as ours it's an and and when i say access i don't mean things like you know access to work or access to equal pay even though those things should be available for all i'm talking about just small access to you know female sanitary products contraception just things like this that we still have an issue with in today's world in first world countries like UK and America, but in other countries, they're not even anywhere close. So it's an illusion to think, for people to think that they don't need feminism, that they don't need to continue the fight for equality because as women, we should all be supporting each other to have the same access to these things. Um, in terms of me feeling less powerful, I don't allow people to make me feel that way. Um, I, I don't think, as I said, I think I have a lot more opportunity than others to be, to, to hold that power and to have some power. But what I don't do is take my power for granted and I try and use that power to benefit other women that may not have a voice. So women that may suffer abuse, women that may be suffering from poverty, women that struggle to bring up their children. You know, I work in jobs where I can help those women because I have to share that power and I think that's important for us all to do. Um, I totally agree that that is a very important thing for us all to do. I think us all as women should help people share their own experiences and have their own voice. Um, I do believe that a lot of what I have is very much privileged. I am a privileged person, and not in those, not in certain aspects, such as obviously I'm a I'm a woman of color, so I am disadvantaged in those kind of ways. Just being less, being seen a bit lesser than, but I do not 
take for granted some of the stuff that I do have, such as access to sanitary towels, contraception. A lot of the times I can have a voice, I can wear what I want, living in where I live in and the people who live in America. And I do think even though being a woman in modern day society is very hard, at the same time, I do think a lot of women take for granted what we have compared to the third world countries. And that is a big thing that we are so much more advanced at the same time than other people are. Like we still have so much more to fight for, but then there's so much, there's people, there's women in the world who have so much less than what I have. Like I know there is so much more I need to fight for as a woman for myself and for where I live and the women that I live around me. But then there's people who have less than me. There are women who haven't even got to the point that I'm at now. And it's crazy to think that there's people out there that haven't even got what I've got, even though I know I haven't got, as a woman, as much privilege. I know that I, cause sometimes I can't do what I want to do and there's still men fighting against me having an abortion. But there's women in third world countries who don't have sanitary towels, essential things that we need. And that's a big thing for me. I think sanitary towels sometimes are so hard to access. Women who don't have money, women who are homeless, they need sanitary towels, they need stuff like that. And that's not a thing that's sometimes given out. We kind of forget that stuff. We remember toiletries, we remember toothbrushes, but a lot of the time we forget about sanitary towels. And that is an essential item that we should be given. Contraception, for example, what that woman said about contraception is a big thing because a lot of the time contraception is put on a lot of women. If I don't want to use a condom, then women, if the man says I don't want to use a condom, then the woman should go in the pill. Even though the pill and the like the implant and stuff like that really massive your hormone levels. I was on the implant for three, two and a half years. And it completely messed me up. My whole cycle was out of sync. I was on period for three months and then I was off period for a month. Um, I literally just felt like there was a cloud over my emotions 24-7. When I first got the implant done, I um, a couple of months later, I got into a new relationship and I constantly felt upset about everything he did. I was always arguing with everything he did. And even though it wasn't a great relationship anyway, the whole thing that, the whole of it was magnetized. Like it was, it was, it was made bigger than what it was kind of thing. And even though I know I wasn't treated how I should have been treated in that relationship, me as a woman, I am somebody who very much brushes off things. I will cry to myself and that's kind of it. But because the implant messed me up so much hormonally, I was just crying all the time for no reason. He was leaving and I was crying. And that's a big thing that we don't, women, that men don't really see, that they push all the contraceptive ideas onto women, but then they're messing up their whole hormonal sink. And sometimes you can't even have kids after you use certain contraceptions for so long because it messes up your ovaries and stuff like that. A lot of men don't see that kind of aspect in it. Like I messed up my hormones for so long just because the man didn't want to use a condom kind of thing. And I know a condoms are not only used for pregnancy, like you should use condoms, there's there's sexually transmitted stuff and stuff like that. Do you know what I mean? There's 100% still should use them. But I mean, as in, you didn't want to, it was pushed on me more. Like it was even because of that reason, it was just pushed on me more because I was the one who should have contraception. I was the one who should make sure we don't have a baby kind of thing. And even though it's both of our kind of responsibilities, it was still pushed on me quite a lot. So I really, really agree with a lot of that that woman has just said. But we'll get into the other ones. I think we've got about three more left. And then I don't want to make this podcast way too long like the last one was. But yeah, here we go. Being a woman means strong, 
powerful, courageous, beautiful queen, um, having a voice, uh, standing up for what you believe in and just killing it, smashing it, queening all day, every day. I 100% agree with that voice note. I really like how she said queen and smashing it. I like to call a lot of my women friends queens because they're just powerful queens. Like we are the basis of life. We make life, we make children, we make babies, we, we make the future generation. And yes, men have a role in a lot of it, but at the same time, we give birth. I think it's so powerful that women can give birth to children and then go back to work in a couple of years time or have a baby and then in two years time have another baby and then make families I think we're so powerful women are such powerful human beings it's so it's it's like I would never understand like I could never understand it like the the fact that we have so much that we are so powerful as women but yet sometimes we get so much treated and lesser than it's actually crazy to me but we've got another voice note I think women, some women may feel more recognised in today's society now as we're not just reduced to being a housewife or a homemaker. I do think at times though some women are made to choose between their career and furthering their career opportunities or um, choose family life. I do recognise though that as a society some things have progressed but I do believe more needs to be done to protect women's safety. For example in light of the murder of Sarah Everard, 32% of women say they don't feel safe walking alone at night compared to 13% of men and personally I feel the same way so a couple of years back. Um, I was walking home with my mum from a concert we was walking up a road and this taxi man slowed down at the side of us like and started whistling and so we sped up and then he followed us and um, I mean thankfully like he drove away though afterwards but could have easily been bundled up into that car and dr- taken off with. Um, I hope that them voice notes sounded okay. She did do them in three different voice notes, but also the last four voice notes, so them three voice notes from that one girl and the one before that, they were all done on the app, so I'm just trying to add them through the app so the sound quality is better. So if you're wondering why it's all stopping and started, that is why. But I totally agree with what she had to say. Um, For example, the Sarah Everard thing, um, that was a massive case for a long time, and it I was happy that so many people came forward with their experiences of walking home very late at night I for a long time didn't feel very I didn't feel uncomfortable walking home at night but then there was experiences where I felt like cars were stopping down to look at me and all that kind of stuff and as I got older I did as I got older I did feel a bit more self-conscious of my surroundings like only putting one earphone in making sure that you keep your head down kind of stuff like that and I am a person who does feel really unsafe when I'm walking home sometimes and I don't sleep in the dark and I'm scared I'm going to get snatched out my bed just because I've had my bed is set in but in my accommodation up here 
and stuff like that but i am an avid true crime watcher also so there are many many cases that i have seen and many many videos that i have watched where women have been snatched and women have been taken from just doing menial things for example elizabeth smart she was i think pretty sure she was walking home from school or she was doing something like that and she got snatched and she was kidnapped for a good i'm pretty sure she was kidnapped for quite a while and she was a really young girl at the time and she is now somebody who speaks about kidnapping and speaks about being kept but at the same time it's not just stuff like that that you have to be wary of there's so many things that men have done to women that make them feel wary of their surroundings and um a kind of like there was that not for example there was that recently there was that not all men hashtag that was going along twitter that was leading off from the sever everard thing that happened and men were saying, well, it's not me who does this. It's not all men. You're kind of, you're you're kind of um, villainizing all of us men. And I, I saw a quote on Twitter that I really resonated with, and it said, "If I gave you a box of Maltesers, and when I told you that one of those Maltesers was wrapped in poo, would you not be wary of every single Maltese that you touched?" And that says so much to me. It just says to me that not all men do that. But the fact that so many men do are the reason why we are frightened of all men. And that is a big thing to me. I am avid on the fact that if you are somebody who I tell you I'm scared of men and you tell me I'm not like that, you are a problem. If you are somebody who very much stood behind not all men, you are the problem. You are the reason we are scared because you should not be making a hashtag for not all men. You should not be trying to talk about yourselves. You should be understanding women's experiences. You should be advocating for women's rights and women's safety. And that is a big thing for me. I live with three boys. I live with another, I live with a girl as well, but she's not here at the moment. So I live with three boys. And when I first came to this house, I was scared because there was three boys. And I even remember asking my mum saying to me, oh, um, there's going to be three boys in the house, just three boys. Like, that's a lot of boys, isn't it? And even my nan said it to me. And I came in this house wondering what kind of boys these were going to be. And they're lovely. They're lovely people. They're lovely people to live with most of the time, apart from the cleaning up stuff. But they're lovely men to live with. But when I first moved here, I felt a kind of way. And that is because so much stuff has happened to me, such as like just comments that have been made to me or being um, being overly sexualised and stuff like that. But I am very comfortable with living in this house and dressing how I want to dress in this house. Wearing a crop top and wearing jogging bottoms doesn't feel like I'm being, do you know what I mean? I don't feel sexualised in this house. And But... The fact that I even came into this house feeling like I had to be wary just shows you how women are treated in society this Thursday. And the fact that the hashtag not all men was made makes me feel sick. It's just simply like the Black Lives Matter stuff. When the Black Lives Matter protest was happening, we had to have Blue Lives Matter protests. And it's like, we're not allowed to fight for one thing if another thing is not being fought for either. Even if the other thing that's being fought for doesn't even make any sense, such as not all men, it shouldn't, we still have to take into account them too, because we're not allowed to feel upset about stuff that's happening to us. We have to think about other people as well, because maybe they feel upset. The whole Me Too movement, the Me Too movement, people were saying that women were speaking out too much about what they were going through. And if they really felt this kind of way, then they should have gone to police. Or a bit like recently, well, it wasn't recently, it was quite a while back, but I had a, I had a massive argument with a boy on my Snapchat just because he had talked about how women lie about being raped and if you're raped, it's this kind of thing and it's that kind of thing. And he, I'm not going to go into it because 
he may be listening and I never know what would happen. But he kind of made me feel disgusted. The fact that he was my friend for so many years and a long, long time. And then he had that kind of mentality that he said that, I think that really stood out to me was he was like, if you've been raped, wouldn't you have scratches all over you, stuff like that. And it was just, it was just confusing to me how he kind of grouped all the women who have been trying to get cases taught about and get cases. There's that a woman that, um she was wearing a dress and they used her dress as proof of why she why it happened to her she was asking for it stuff like that and the fact that all these women have to go through all this stuff and we we fight and we fight and we fight for our protection and there's still men to this day who think in that way and it just sometimes makes me think will we ever ever get where we want are we always going to have to keep fighting and fighting for to protect ourselves it's not us and it's not us women that make this happen to us. It's not us women who make men touch us. It's not us that make us do it. It's the men. Such as when you go to school and they're like, you can only wear thick straps because it brings men's attention. It's not my it's not my job to stop a man looking at me. It's not my job to distract a boy from work. If the boy wanted to work while he would work while he doesn't have to look at me. Maybe I'm comfortable in what I have, such as people who have big boobs. When I was in school, I was really self-conscious about the little button. Do you know button up your top? I felt really self-conscious that you could see my bra through that, so I wore a scarf. It was a comfort thing, and it wasn't allowed. And when I told them that I felt comfortable about you could see from my bra, it was, oh, well, you should wear a bigger top then. And it was like, I'm trying to keep myself comfortable, but you guys are all looking out for the men. And it, it actually discombobulates sometimes that men think about that. And the misogynist views are so integrated into our society that we don't even realise that it's so integrated. And it's actually really scary to think about sometimes. So moving on to our next voice note. Being a woman in today's society is people believing that they have the right to decide what type of person you are based off of whether you're just staying home and going to work or enjoying your life, deciding that you're less of a woman if you're doing more than staying at home and going to work and not living the life that the male puts out there for you to be living. And as that being our last voice note, that kind of very much links into what I was speaking about earlier and where people, as I said, people well, not people, men, want you to live how you want them to live. And it's not, and a lot of men do this. So for example, when you're in a relationship and you kind of don't put this picture up, you're drawing attention to men. Like I've had a few friends who've experienced this where they've put a picture up and it says, oh, why would you put that picture up for? There's no need for you to put that picture up. And sometimes you're just feeling yourself. Sometimes you just want to feel like you're a bad bee. And I agree with it. I post pictures of myself, not for the male attention, because I think I'm a bad bee. And I want my man to think I'm a bad bee. I want him to think, oh, that picture's nice and not tell me to take it down. Or if I get a job, I want him to feel supportive of my job and not tell me that I should be working this job instead because this job is this and this job is that. I want to work the job how I want to work it. And that's just kind of... And I have experienced that a few times. I've put on my story, oh, no replies. And he's told me, oh, don't put that up there because why why, why would you talk to anybody anyway? And this is not any relationship I'm in now. This is a past relationship. But it's a big thing that goes on. And I don't think my personal take from this whole 
whole podcast that I've just recorded is that you should just be the woman that you want to be. We all go through experiences. There's so much experiences that you that you have to go through on a day-to-day basis as a woman. But I think you should live the best of your ability. You should live as the woman you can to the best of your ability. Forget what the men think. Forget what society sees it. Forget the well. Forget the misogynist views that people have this to this day. Forget about social media. Forget about the perfect body shape. Live the women that you want to be because women are so powerful. We are the power to this world, okay? We are strong. We are independent. We are beautiful. And I'm just thinking about the whole little thing in the help and I will try and put it in if I can put it in but the whole thing which says I am smart I am strong I am beautiful that is us okay we are amazing people and I need to I think about that every day in my head that little saying that happens in the help and she said when the when the maid says it to the um the little girl I repeat that to myself every day because sometimes I wake up and I feel less powerful sometimes I wake up and I feel really emotional really sad not like I'm amazing I feel fat and women do that go through that every single day but you just need to remember that you are a powerful strong independent woman look at all the stuff that you have achieved in your lifetime look at the jobs you've got look at this the days that you've been through look at the hard stuff you've been through look at the days that you've helped your partner through things you've helped someone in your relationship your friend through things even though you've been feeling crappy yourself we are so strong we are so amazing and we can do whatever we want okay and even if you're in a bad day today and even if you're in a bad day next week bad days always get over okay look at the bad day that you thought you was never going to get over couple of months back and now look at you getting on with it i some days think about how i'm behind on my uni work how um I feel so upset about myself I'm crap at relationships I could not make a relationship that I really wanted to work work but I then I I then I think about how I'm doing this podcast how I've got I'm making a voice over women how I'm supporting myself how I'm getting better how I'm losing weight for myself how I'm supporting myself how I'm living on my own I'm in I even made it to university not five years ago but I think I even been here when I was trying to get through year 10 and getting into year 11 I wouldn't even think I'd be sitting here right now talking about this and opening up not even last week did I think that I'd be having the conversation last week about my dad but I know that even though there's so much stuff that I have yet to achieve and there's so much things that can bring me down there are so much things that can bring me up and that is what you need to think about every day of your life I am powerful I am strong and I'm independent and every single woman who sent me voice notes is strong and they're queens and whatever experience you've been through as long as you love yourself that's all you need as long as you love yourself as long as you love your children if you have them children as long as you try to surround yourself with support and surround yourself with love and you don't watch all the stuff that social media says, then you should be okay. And that's kind of where I'm leaving today's podcast. So thank you so, so much for listening. I hope this podcast was a lot better than last week's podcast quality wise. Um, I Next week's podcast, I'm pretty sure it's going to be about relationships. I'm going to try and see if it's going to be about relationships because, as I've said a few times in this in this podcast, that I'm a bit iffy about the relationship podcast, but I think it will be about relationships next week. So new episodes every Wednesday. Um, 
keep being the powerful strong people you are even you men keep being the strong independent men that you are keep bringing yourself up and thank you so much for listening and we'll see you next week bye